Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But I will not be reading from my book of poetry on today. Instead, I wanted to talk to y'all. But for those of you who do not know, I am the content creator and the creator as well as host of this podcast the dear future hubby podcast and what we are on here is raw which is real and wise but today I just want to talk to (laughs) y'all um it may not be considered wisdom to some it's okay on here we can agree to disagree and it's all good because it's all love so in my quiet time I was reflecting on yesterday And it dawned on me, you could learn a lot from your children as a parent. I know I have. And so this is dedicated to my babies, my children. Oh, my God. I love you all so very much. And for those of you who don't know, I am a divorced mother of six beautiful children, and I did not have all six children by my ex-husband, okay? (laughs) I have four different baby daddies and one ex-husband. So this is dedicated to my children. So what I wanted to talk about is the fact that As parents, we really can learn a lot from our children. This is not going to be a lengthy podcast, but I did want to talk about some of the things that I have learned. Um, I'm not going to be able to cover it all, but I did want to go ahead and talk about some of the lessons I've learned along the journey of parenthood. And so one of the things that I've learned is that I am not always right as a mother. I cannot say that I have always gotten a hundred percent. And if my children were to grade me, (laughs) I'd be lucky if I passed at all. Um, That being said, I recall being such an overbearing, overzealous and overprotective parent, especially after I lost custody of my children. Um, Then it became one of those situations where, out of fear, my youngest three children suffered. So for those of you that don't know, you most likely will have to go back to the very beginning, once upon a time of when this podcast began and go through those episodes to kind of gain history of who I am. Um, But I've been very, very transparent on my episodes. And one of the things that I have talked about is losing custody of my three older children, not at the same time, um, although it felt like it was at the same time, but it was within the same era, so to speak. Um, I think it was like a a difference of maybe a year um, of me losing custody. So first I lost my old custody of my oldest daughter. And then about, yeah, about a year later, maybe two, um, I lost custody of my my second oldest daughter and my oldest son. And so with that taking place, there was, of course, 
a lot of emotional damage that took place because my children have always been the apple of my eye. They have always been my my why um, and the reason why I try um, to do the best that I can with whatever hand is dealt to me. And so when I lost custody of my older children, I became a parent again and I became more protective of my three younger children. So what I've learned is that my being overly protective, where I thought that I was protecting them, that wasn't always the case. And so as a parent, what I've learned and what my children have taught me is that you're not always going to be right. Some of the decisions that we make where we think that we're protecting our children can actually hurt them um, if we're not careful and if we're not counting up the cost. So that happened to me. I can't speak for every parent, but that is a lesson that I've learned. Um, I've also learned that you can learn a lot from a child. And so me and my children have open dialogue. And a lot of times um, by having open dialogue, what I have come to realize is that they have opinions just like we do. They have a different perspective on certain subjects, just like we do. And listening to them, you actually get an opportunity to learn about your child and their personalities and what it is that how they contribute to society. All of those things are in my mind's eye are positive attributes um, when you're taking time out to listen to your children um, because you literally can learn something from them. There's been so many times that I may be watching a documentary and then I'll lean over and look at my 21 year old and be like, "Okay, so what did they mean by that? And he will just spew it off because he's such an educated young man. And so um, I've learned a lot from him. I've even learned how to even in relationships. I've learned that I don't always have to be right. I've learned that it really does pay to listen um, and that I do and I would rather I prefer being happy over being right. Um, And that's something that a 21 year old young man taught me. So, yes, in my opinion, I have learned a lot from my children. And I've also learned how to be a better mother. I've learned how to not just listen to them, but to apply what it is that I've heard them say um, and to make sure that I implement that as soon as possible so that they have a better experience with me as their parent. So, yeah. I've learned that listening to hear is much better than speaking to be heard. So sometimes, oh my goodness, especially with my youngest child, she'll, she loves to do this. Did you hear what I said, mom? Mom, did you hear what I said? And I've got to repeat word upon word, line upon line, precept upon precept, what exactly she has said so that she knows that I am hearing her. That I have listened, that I have heard, and I have to acknowledge what I've heard. So I have learned to do that through my 16-year-old. I've also learned that it is really okay to apologize. It's okay to tell your children that you apologize. You apologize for, I remember one day I I had an epiphany. That's what I'll call it. So for those of you that don't, truly know what epiphany means let me let me not take that for granted and share so epiphany means by definition 
according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, the manifestation. Oh, hold on, because there's different definitions for different things. So let me get the one that I'm trying to refer to. Um, it's a usually sudden manifestation or perception of the essential nature or meaning of something. Realization and illuminating discovery. Something that is simple, striking, intuitive grasp of reality through something such as an event or full disclosure. And this is according to the MiriamWebster.com dictionary. So I had an epiphany. And so during this epiphany, I literally felt the urge to contact my son immediately. And what I did was I called him and said, I apologize for being such a perfectionist that I did not allow you to have room to make your own mistakes. And that was such a pivotal moment for him that he broke down in tears. Because a lot of times what we do as parents, because we have been taught, and it's true that our children are a representation of us, but we could be so caught up in people pleasing that we do not allow them to make mistakes because we automatically feel as if they're making a mistake will be a direct reflection of our bad parenting. And in doing that, it creates a false narrative for that child. And then they feel as if they are being disappointing to not only you as their parent, but to society um, because they feel like they don't have room to make mistakes. And some of that might be our own personal upbringing. Some of that may be some learned behaviors. Um, but nevertheless, it's not fair. It's just not fair. So when I came to that realization that I was operating under that pretense, I had to do something different. I had to help to change the narrative and give my children permission to make their mistakes, to find their own way and to let them know that the love that I have for them is truly unconditional and that I'm going to love them no matter what good, bad, ugly or indifferent. I'm going to love them through it. And so um, this, I believe, was very freeing for my son and our relationship has deepened for that very reason. Also, hugs are a necessity and not an option. <laughs> I was not raised to be affectionate. And my children, I truly believe, suffered for that and because of that. And what I am now learning is that it is imperative to love on our children. And I mean in the, in the most nurturing way. Um, they need to be loved. They need to be affirmed. They need to be built up, not torn down. They need to be edified. They truly need to be acknowledged for the beautiful creations that they are. Um, and that is something that I have tried to make up for since it has come to my knowledge of my lack of affection. So I've tried to become more affectionate and love on my babies and hug them and all of that because I now understand how important it is. So much to the point that the other day, <laughs> my 16 year old, I went to go pick her up from school 
and we were having a conversation and I guess whatever I said is the way that I said it. And I guess it was the tone that I responded. <laughs> she never does this. So I must be doing something right because she did it this time. But she reached over to me and she gave me a hug and I chuckled. I just busted out laughing. Then she started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, you never because she never initiates hugging me ever, ever, ever. And so she made the comment, I felt like your inner child needed a hug. And so we kind of laughed about it. And, and I mean, it, it, it set the stage for a better experience for the both of us. We were able to laugh together and joke around. And so it literally, it lightened the load, so to speak, and took away some of that burden of pressure as a parent. And next thing you know, I guess my inner child did need that hug because we had a, a far better dialogue after that than I believe we would have um, had I not gotten that hug. So yes, parents need hugs too, okay? But yes, um, it is really okay to hug your child and it is a necessity, not an option. That's in my personal opinion. And children do teach us, in my honest opinion, how to love without condition. Um, I have learned so much. There's times that I, I literally have had people come to me and tell me that they see how I parent my children Oh, specifically this younger one. Y'all know what it is about the babies, y'all. But those babies sometimes will challenge you. And in how I am parenting her, um, I've been told that it's very commendable. But I've learned how to love unconditionally. Now, there's a lot of things that have transpired over the course of these past few months that had I not learned not to internalize every single mistake that is made um, and not take it so personal, um, then maybe it would have been different. But because I have learned how not to do that, I've been able to love her the way that she needs to be loved and love her through some of her own trauma um, and even the trauma that she's caused me and others. Um, and I believe it's all because I've paid close attention to the fact that we've got to be willing to love our children unconditionally. If they can't depend on anyone else, they should be able to know that the love that we have for them, that that is something that is not failing, that that is something that they could depend on. And if we have not nurtured that, if we have not tried to create that model, I truly believe that it's never too late. There may be some that beg to differ, but I do believe that it's never too late to try to create a brand new model. Um, because we can break some of these generational curses. We literally can do better. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and it is never okay to yell at our child or children. Raising our voice does not help. I really believe that it hurts our kids. And it makes them question themselves. It makes them, it creates doubt. It creates fear. Um, and a lot of those things don't help to build a child up. In fact, they do the opposite. They tear children down. So it's never okay to yell. If you feel as if yelling is something that you must do, sometimes you got to give your own self as a parent a time out. Recoup recover, reset, whatever you need to do in order for you not to take your frustrations out on that child. And I will be the first to tell you, honey, that I have failed in this arena. First off, my voice is already high. So 
imagine if I were to get upset. Oh yeah, it's going to sound like I'm yelling. So that is something that I've had to truly, truly, truly work on. And (laughs) so it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but to me, it's kind of funny because like when you go from, I said such and such and such, and then you hear, mom, don't yell at me. Hmm. Okay. It's time for me to reset. So then if I go with the tone, well, what I said was, Mom, why are you talking like that? Okay, look, we're going to have to figure out a happy medium because if I talk too low, you sound like it's not me. And if I talk too high, you're like, why are you yelling? So we're going to have to figure this thing out, okay? All right? All right. We. <laughs> so sometimes, uh, yeah, I have to regroup just to figure out what type of tone to use so that it's not offensive either way. And this may only apply to me, but yeah, I've had to work on that tone. The other thing that I have learned is that you can be best friends with your children. I don't know who created this illusion that you cannot have a child as a best friend. I am here to tell you, my children are some of my best friends. And the parent, because it's like once they became young adults, yes, I'm still mama. Yes, they call me for advice. Yes, they call me for guidance. Yes, they call me to pray. Yes, they call me to just be a listening ear. But at the same time, I can laugh with my kids. I can joke with my kids. We can have those serious conversations, but we can crack up too together. They are literally some of my best friends. Not only that, I trust their judgment concerning me. I know that my children have my best interest at heart. And so I believe that's what also makes them some of my best friends. And I have their best interest at heart. So I don't know whoever said that you can't be friends with your children, but I beg to differ. My kids, they literally are some of my best friends. I love them so much. But anyhow. It is also okay to set boundaries. So that I believe is another another positive. It's okay for you to set boundaries. Um, sometimes it's, it's very necessary to set boundaries um, because even though you want to parent your child in the right way, there are certain things like my child, my youngest child, she's at the age now where she's a teenager. So, you know, the whole knock before you come in my room I get it. That's a boundary. That's not being disrespectful. The fact is, is that she's about to be a young adult. And so, mom, can you knock before you come in the room? I sure can. No problem. I expect you to do the same. Can you knock before you come into my room? No problem. It is really okay for you to set boundaries. And then communication is vital. I know a lot of times we have a tendency to think that just because we're the parent that the child should know what to say and how to carry themselves but let's just be honest. Some things we don't even talk about. We just make the assumption that they should know. And it's okay for you to have those conversations for you to talk and be like, okay, I think we missed each other on this right here. Let's talk about it. What's really going on. I I really think that that's okay to do because in doing that, both of you are getting an opportunity to express your thoughts, to express your concerns and all of the above. That's not a bad thing. I think that that's a good thing. And it's considered I mean, if you do it in the right way and in the right context, it really can be considered a healthy, a healthy thing to have to keep the lines of communication open and to have open dialogue with one another.
Um, also, I truly believe that when it comes to learning from our children, owning the things that we have done wrong, I believe does not necessarily make us a bad parent. So I know that I've made a lot of bad choices and I've kept that dialogue with my children open and I've kept it honest. Now, I was not, I can't attest for everyone. I can't testify for everyone. But my testimony is, is that I have never been a drug addict. But like I told my children, and I know it sounded weird, but I said it weird so they could get it. Even though I was not a drug addict, I still displayed certain behaviors that caused them to be collateral damage. And so in my doing that, I'm sure that I have impacted them in a negative light along the journey of life. So in order for me to own that, it helps us to have an open dialogue with one another. Mom, why did you do such and such? Mom, can you work on such and such? So this is also how I found out, being fully transparent, that there were times and seasons in my children's lives where they felt as if I was putting a man before them. And they expressed to me how that made them feel. Now, this is to the single mothers. This is something that can easily be interpreted as why are you making that man a priority and you're not considering my wants and my needs and so forth. That can impact a child. And so me hearing that from my children, that has allowed me to be able to own where I've made mistakes. Didn't make me a bad parent. It made me a non-informative parent. And then when you know better, you're supposed to do better. Keep the lines of communication open at all times because it is vital. It's very critical. And having the willingness to pardon yourself for your own mistakes, in my honest opinion, I believe is growth. So one of the reasons why I feel like my relationship with my children are so much, is so much better is because I'm able to have those, those candid conversations with them. And yes, sometimes it may bring them to tears. Sometimes it may get them to be frustrated or they may become frustrated. But at the end of the day, I believe that it's for us to heal. For us to have healing in those areas. Because if you don't talk about it, it's as if it doesn't exist. And that's not always the case. It exists. We just sometimes have a tendency to brush stuff under the rug and act like it's going to take care of itself, which I just don't think is using wisdom. A lot of things do need to be discussed. Um, and it's really OK to do that, to have that dialogue. So when it comes to me, I can honestly say that I have learned a lot from my children. I have learned a lot from my children and I'm grateful for them. I'm very much grateful for them. So I don't know if this is going to help anyone other than me, but I just wanted to talk about that on today, that you can learn a lot from your children. Um, and children love to talk. <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them do. I know mine do. They got it honestly. I'll tell you that much. But listen, listen to your babies. Listen to their heart. Listen to their concerns. And then be there. That's the one thing that I think all of my children can honestly say is that of all the things we think that money. Mm -mm. No, 
Your presence is what is priceless. You being there for your children is what they value. Presence, your presence is what matters. Not the presence, but your presence. Not the P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. I mean, that helps. But your P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, your presence is what is so valuable to them. They want, and, and I mean, when you are mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, psychologically healthy, all of the above, if you're that type of parent that is abusing your child, no, they don't want your presence. But if you are the type of person, I'm not saying that to be funny, but I'm being so real. If you're that type of parent, they don't want your presence. If anything, they're probably trying to figure out a way to hide and get away from you. But if you're the type of parent that is edifying your child, building your child up, letting them know where they could grow, giving them words of encouragement, giving them affirmations, building them up in so many different ways, not just financially, but emotionally, physically, mentally, psychologically. Logically, all of that, they're going to want your presence. They're going to want to be around you. They're going to gravitate towards you because they find safety there. And so if you know that you've been dropping the ball, so to speak, in that arena, pick it up. Try again. Have a dialogue with them. If they're old enough to speak and tell you how they feel, talk to them. Tell them what could you do better. And listen, you'd be surprised. A lot of us know how we want to be loved. Our children do too. I hope you have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.